Welcome to Fresh from the Field Fridays by the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on supply trends, category updates, brand awareness, and what's hot in the market. Join us each week from San Francisco Bay, California, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Dan, the Produce Man. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Fresh from the Field Fridays on this wonderful Christmas Eve 2021. I'm Dan, the Produce Man, and today with me is Michael Chavez of Golden Star Citrus. Michael, welcome to Fresh from the Field Fridays. Hey, Dan. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. And I am absolutely ecstatic about hopping on on this, uh, you know, kind of special pre-holiday episode. So, Well, you know, you're right in the middle of the citrus groves as we speak right now. You're right in the heart of it. That's a cool place to be, obviously. <laughs> we spent a little time together a couple weeks ago. I love the content. You know, I know you visited the Central Valley. We're just on the front end of our citrus boom here, I like to say. And uh, you got to see some good products, some nice groves, and enjoy a little bit of the uh, Central Valley hospitality, hopefully. Oh, absolutely. No, it was a, I had a fantastic time there with you and Patrick and the other folks, as well as visiting the groves and seeing what you had out there growing. And, you know, it's very, very impressive. That's for sure. And, and visiting the packing house as well, folks, you can see those videos, not only on my YouTube channel, Dan, the produce man, but also on the produce industry show YouTube channel as well. So it's a all around fantastic thing. And I heard that, uh, Santa Santa Claus is flying over the groves tonight. Is that? Did you know that uh, he's making a visit tonight through the I, groves? I think. Uh, I think he is. I think I hear him I right hear now. I hear a little something. Uh oh, I was calling for him a little early, but I think he's going to make a trip down here. We'll see who's naughty and who's been nice. I don't know which side <laughs> I fall on this year. <laughs> well, that's okay. Oh. Sounds like he passed us right up, but hey, maybe he's, maybe he's doing a, a fly around. Who knows? Because, hey, oranges and Santa Claus, what the heck? Those things go together. You know, Michael, I want to ask you a question because the average consumer doesn't know that the navel oranges that they see in the stores, it's not always just a variety navel oranges. There's several varieties of navel oranges that are grown and picked and packed. Can you explain that a little bit to the consumers? You're absolutely right, Dan. So very interesting and I'm going to geek out. That's what I always like to say on uh, some of this information. But uh, yeah, your average consumer probably just thinks an orange is an orange and that's it. When the reality is there's, of course, more layers than we put up on on the retail storefront. We handle, I know Golden Star handles over a dozen varieties from the start of late October, early November, all the way through our naval season. And then that's not even counting the orange varieties we handle in the summer, which are Valencia oranges, but there's a handful of uh, varieties we handle on the Valencia side as well. So we do have some marquee varieties, I like to say, with uh, like your Washingtons. That is, you know, to me, the uh, pinnacle of the California citrus or California navel orange experience. 
and then there's other varieties. So that's what the heart of the season would be the the Washington or are they old line Washingtons or are they new new varieties of Washington? I mean, are there varieties within the Washington variety and varieties within the varieties or is it pretty much that's a Washington Naval and then that's it? Very interesting question and I think that uh, I will be somewhat political in my answer here. It depends who you ask. (laughs) It depends who you ask. If you ask an old grower if there's a difference between an old line Washington and a Washington that was planted 10 years ago, they're going to say absolutely. Just like lineages and family, there's lineages and trees and rootstocks. So we can Uh really geek out if we wanted to. But yeah, the uh, Washington is definitely the heart of the naval orange season. Okay, and is that what's being picked and harvested now for the folks that are shopping in the stores, or is that coming soon, or what is the deal with that? From when to when is the Washington? We just started Washington, so this is a good time to kick off the Washington season, and an interesting fact here is, you know, the old line Washington, or an heirloom naval, uh, will be marketed starting here in about January, about the first week of January forward, based on the quality and maturity and that heirloom at least under our roof over here at golden star is we've got to hit a bricks minimum or a sugar minimum and to us it's a little more it's more about the full flavor experience because you have sugar and acid but we want to hit a certain attribute on the sugar side as well as the acid side to get that distinct heirloom old line washington flavor so we'll start that program but the washington our, our typical washington has started. We started picking those last week, and those should run December through about March. Okay, December through March, and then after that, we get another variety that takes us sometimes into the summer. Is that correct? That is correct, and I think you're alluding to our late lanes or barn fields. Those are two late season varieties that we grow and market, and it's a nice variety to carry us a few extra months through the uh, winter season. Very nice. So folks, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just a navel orange. There's several varieties, as you heard Michael tell us. And when I was there at Golden Star Citrus, uh, I pulled an orange off a tree for a video. I was really surprised at the high sugar content already. I don't know what variety it was, but it really had the sugar content more so than I expected this time of the year. Yeah, that was a good pick too, Dan. You did a great job. I don't know if you just sniffed it out or you just got the magic eye, but those that was a Washington orange block, and I have to double check my records, but that ranch is probably 60, 70 years old, so it's an older uh, ranch, which means it doesn't produce quite as much fruit, just like, like us. We did a lot more probably in our teen years and 20 years. You're all full of, full of uh, energy, and you're doing everything you can. As these trees get older, just like us, they slow down a little bit, so the output is not as much as it was when they were probably 10, 15, 20 years old. But the flavor profile is absolutely fantastic on that ranch that you're that you're talking about. Yeah, that was great. In fact, when you do your audit of that ranch, you're going to notice one orange missing because I had to pick it and cut it. So that's where it went. <laughs> <laughs> We're happy to give that piece up. <laughs> <laughs> and to be clear for the consumer, because they get mixed up with the name Washington. Is it from Washington State? Is it named after George Washington? Does it come from Washington, D.C.? So why don't we explain to them where the name Washington comes from for that variety of naval? You know, I'm imagining, and I don't know this for sure, and I'm sure I'm going to get critiqued on this by uh, some of my citrus gurus, I don't know the answer. I'm guessing that there was a gentleman with the last name Washington 
that probably came up with that variety, kind of like how we have the Thompson variety and the Thompson Improved, which we call TIs. I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess that the inventor, or the uh, the gentleman who came up with that rootstock was named Washington. Okay, there you go, folks. So it, it has nothing to do with Washington State, Washington, D.C., or George Washington. We're not talking cherries here. Christmas time and citrus. Growing up in the produce market, this time of the year where it's it's chilly here in California, folks. This isn't Palm Springs. It's chilly. And the chilly weather, the smell of citrus, and the oils that come off of all the different citrus varieties as you're stacking them in the stores. and The whole thing, it just ties together real well. It's a good feeling. It's a good, I don't even know what the words are for it, but that scent always reminds me of my early days in fresh produce. So we're going to go over some varieties of some things that we brought to the table here. It's Christmas time, time for making foods, different foods, traditional family recipes, new recipes and other items, pears, and we have escarola and a few a few citrus varieties that Michael doesn't grow that so we're gonna get into that and more when we come back from this break from our sponsors. Don't go away. Welcome to Equifruit, an importer and marketer of fresh bananas. Equifruit is committed to 100% fair trade, which means no crummy wages, super safe working conditions, and nothing but love for the ladies. Driving innovation through impossible to ignore merchandising, Equifruit is the only banana you should buy. Everyone, we have an APP out on a buck naked onion. This onion is produced by Owyhee Produce, so we have to be on the lookout. Whether you're a retailer, food service distributor, or a wholesaler, this onion is whole, it's hearted, and it's buck naked, everyone. To all you civilians out there, please, let's catch this buck naked onion. All right, folks, welcome back to Fresh from the Field Fridays on this beautiful Christmas Eve. We hope everyone's having a lovely, wonderful time with family, friends, and good food, and just a good Christmas feeling. Michael Chavez joins us today here. I'm Dan, the produce man, and Michael Chavez from Golden Star Citrus. Thank you so much for keeping me company here today on Fresh from the Field Fridays. It certainly is appreciated, that's for sure. Hey, I have some items here that are really kind of cool. All right, I've got a daisy tangerine. Daisy tangerines, they've been around for quite a while. They're kind of a hybrid. They're cross between two varieties that you just don't see in the stores, and it was created in the 1970s. Daisy tangerines are in the stores now, and they should be there at least through the end of next month as well. So try daisy tangerines. You can try other items besides the basic Satsumas, which I hear are winding down, and the Clementines, and try some of these older varieties like the Daisy. Also, Page Mandarins. Now, Page Mandarins, that's another one of my favorites as well. That's a cross between a Clementine and a Mineola Tangelo. It just has an amazing flavor. Mineola is probably my favorite piece of citrus, but this is a cross between those two, and those will be around until next month as well, so try and find those in the stores if you can. And then there's another one called 
Kishu. Now, the Kishu Mandarin, really, really small little Mandarin. It's a little bit bigger than a kumquat. They're really small. Michael, you'd say they're what? They're about the size of a walnut, according to good old Google here. I'm actually on Melissa's website. I was not very familiar with this Mandarin, so I had to look it up. But yeah, interesting. It looks like their seasonality is December to January, and they're about the size of a walnut. They're seedless, easy to peel, and high in natural sugar content. There you go. And they date as far back as the year 1060 in China of some sort of Kishu. And what's great about these is you give them to toddlers and little children, and they've got their own little miniature tangerine that they can eat, and they're happy. I used to sell the heck out of these things when I had my store. And we retailed them back then at $4.99 a pound, but they are absolutely delicious. So these are some Mandarin varieties to look for this time of the year and enjoy. And I just want to plug Pharrell pears real quick, too. You know, Pharrell's are a small pear. You heard Patrick and I talk about the Seckle pear recently, well, actually a few months ago. Well, the Pharrell is small, like the Seckle pear, and they've got these little freckles called... Uh, they call them lenticles, I think. It actually changes color when it ripens. A lot of the north, northwest pears do not do that. They just get a little softer around the neck. This changes color but still stays nice and firm. That's another one for little kids or for poaching at Christmas time for a meal or, or peeling them and putting them in brandy or whatever. I'm just eating them. I like to just eat them. Pharrell pears, I believe that they originated somewhere in Europe like Germany or Italy and I think Pharrell is named after a fish that because it resembled a specific fish, if I recall correctly. I'm actually seeing here, Dan, that the Pharrell translate to mean trout in German. Interesting. Ah, there you go. Okay. Maybe it's the has something to do with the color because it's talking about uh, some rainbow trout here. That, oh, it has the colors of a rainbow trout. That's what it, Google has to say about it. Okay, that, that makes sense now. So if you're sitting on the riverbank and you cast your your pole into the water, but it catches on to the Pharrell tree that's growing behind you, and you catch a Pharrell instead of a trout, you're still getting a trout. <laughs> I love your imagination, Dan. I cannot get enough of it. I love how you tied that in. <laughs> <laughs> yes bizarre stuff that comes from somewhere. I don't know. So what's going on for Christmas food and things in the Chavez household? You know, we do the typical uh, turkey or ham, but of course, you know, us being a good old Hispanic family, it's not Christmas without your tamales. So, mm -hmm. you know, we got the tamales going. Um, very cool family tradition that my family has done since I was just a kid is getting the corn husks, husks together. You go to grandma's house, or now it's my mom's house, and you got the grandkids there, nieces there, you got aunts there, and it's a big old party. And you got all the ladies uh, yeah. in the kitchen. They're throwing the masa on the husk, putting the Ooh. meat or the cheese or whatever they're putting in the middle of the tamale. And God forbid, one of the girls brings a new boyfriend because they put that boyfriend right there with all the ladies and they grill him. So. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Very fun family it. tradition. A lot of family members that have married into our family, whether it's nieces, cousins, whoever, have sat in that hot seat during tamale season and sat with the ladies and got about 100 questions asked to them while they're throwing masa on some husks. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, that, that's, oh, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. You know, my son's girlfriend brought tamales to the house on Thanksgiving, and they were amazing. Like, oh, wow, you know? Yeah, I made this turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes and all this stuff, but I do this all the time. Every year, I'm gonna have some tamales. Oh, boy. Of course, she didn't get grilled. She's a real sweet gal. Uh, but who knows? Maybe when he goes to her house, she'll get grilled. Uh, uh, he'll get go. grilled. There you go, <laughs> yeah. Yep, you know, it reminds you me of a story, Michael. When my oldest daughter was about 14 or 15, a boy wanted to take her out on a date. They were going to the movies. And I was up at her mom's house visiting, and we were going over some papers. And I had a, a stack of papers. This is, I don't know, about maybe three inches thick that we were going over. And kid comes to the door, and he didn't expect me to be there. And he says, hi, I'm here, I'm here to pick up Kira for our movies. I looked at him, I go, ah, yeah, so you're, I can't remember his name, Nicholas or something. He says, yes, sir. I said, I'm Dan, I'm Kira's father. I grabbed that stack of papers. I said, you want to take my daughter out, huh? Yes, sir, we're just going to the movies, Um, and and it's it's, it's rated PG. I said, you fill these papers out and have them to me by next Thursday, and then I'll give you my answer. And I did that without cracking a smile or anything. I looked at the guy, and he, he just looked at me like, finally, my daughter said, Dad, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Poor kid. And then I, you know, stuck my hand out, told him I was kidding, and shook his hand. But it sure was fun for the moment, that's for sure. So that grilling has got to be good. That grilling has got to be uh, one of the highlights of your Christmas uh, festivities, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. You're giving me ideas. I got two daughters I'm raising, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I, I always say that. I got to. Maybe uh, spend some more time at the gym, look real aggressive, maybe slap a few tattoos on and get ready for those teen years that I'm dreading. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I think you're doing a good job with your girls. So, yeah, we, we we dread it. But, you know, for the most part, I got to say that my girls, their boyfriends have been uh, very good guys in, in the past, you know, in their teen years. I think you're going to be just fine. But definitely, you definitely want to uh, intimidate them at first. <laughs> We got to make it fun, right? Absolutely, at least for us. <laughs> yeah, we got to get a laugh out of it. You ain't laughing, you ain't doing something right. You, we got to laugh, laugh every now and then. I think I hear Santa flying over the orchard again, I th- or the groves. I mean, I think he's going to, he might come in and load up on some oranges there. Maybe he's got a pallet waiting. Do you have a P.O. from Santa at all? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, folks, you know, we just want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. And uh, hope that you enjoy yourselves. Enjoy a lot of fresh fruit and vegetables because we're always going to tell you to do that. And you know that. But enjoying them is really the key. If you're going to enjoy them and you do enjoy them, then the nutrition will naturally follow. And that's always been my philosophy. So enjoy yourselves and have a great Christmas. We really appreciate you tuning in to Fresh from the Field Fridays and the Produce Industry Podcast. So we just want to wish you a warm happy christmas merry christmas to everyone from uh, your friends over here at golden star and the chavez family have a happy holiday hey thanks folks patrick will be back next week and until then i'm dan the produce man reminding you that it's always best when you get it fresh christmas fresh that is You've been listening to Fresh from the Field Fridays with Dan, the Produce Man. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast and at Dan, the Produce Man. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.